0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Castrovin and this is our latest look at the Washington Nationals. I'm joined by Jamal Collier. Jamal, uh, I think the big question on everybody's mind, were you invited to Bryce Harper's wedding? Because that's the <laughs> biggest story in the world of the Nationals here at the end of 2016. Yeah. I won't confirm or deny
1: whether or not I was invited, but uh, I can say from looking at the pictures... Uh, <laughs> And how and Instagram pictures that they posted it certainly looked like it was definitely a, a, a nice, extravagant, and pretty cool looking wedding account. of uh, I'm excited to hear exactly how or, or what how, you know what kind of setup they really had there because it looked pretty dope.
0: It did look dope. Those those pictures were legitimate. They looked like yeah. uh, magazine ad quality. Um, <laughs> it really much did. Much love, uh, much love to the Harpers. Uh, I hope they're uh, enjoying their uh, newlywed status. But uh, of course, in 2016, you know Harper had a subpar statistic season um of course banged up a bit but um daniel murphy kind of offset that quite a bit jeez i mean he was a huge addition just kind of thinking back uh the way this year unfolded max scherzer of course was awesome had the 20 strikeout game now dusty baker's first year was a success as far as the regular season is concerned um the ultimate disappointment of the first round of the postseason, but um just kind of your takeaways jamal in, in 2016 what stands out to you
1: it's such a weird season for the Nationals because, like you said, there was
0: yeah. a lot of things that that were that were uh,
1: positive, a lot of takeaways that they can come from this year and, and feel good about going forward. Um, and especially coming off where they were in 2015, uh, and, and probably on this podcast a year ago, you were kind of the Nationals were a little bit of disarray. There was questions about the clubhouse, and and you know they had just right. fired their manager, and just so many things were going seemed to be turning south. So for them to have a season where they have the 95 wins, second best record in the National League uh you know really was just a, a very positive thing and you've got so many pieces not to mention trey turner coming up and, and the way he played in the, in the first 70 some games of this of this year um you know made him seem like he's going to be a, a, a perennial all-star and a really good piece for him going forward so uh you know definitely a, a net positive i think when you think at all the things they have to they have to figure out kind of what went wrong or exactly what happened with bryce harper and how can they get him back to 2015 um and then of course the the, the early exit in the playoffs um, which is tough because that was a really well-played series, and, and they could have went either way on the Dodgers there, and just kind of happened. The nature of the short series, where just uh, the Dodgers played a little bit better for a little bit longer, uh, and they kind of come away with this win. And maybe if the if the Nats win win that first round, but then get swept by the Cubs or beat in five game by the Cubs, we still have similar feelings. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, just just overall for the Nationals. I think that they come away from 2016 feeling good about themselves and
0: what they're kind of uh,
1: set up here for the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mentioned Murphy. I'm, I'm kind of reflecting yeah. now. Right now, in this moment, uh, I'm, I'm sure Nationals fans would have loved to come away with Chris Sale, or, or certainly one of the the key closers that were available in this market, Wallace Chapman, Mark Melanson, uh, Kenley Jansen. And I'm not saying this turns out like that, but it's just funny to reflect on on the way Murphy the Murphy thing unfolded, and, and sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes your your best played best played plans aren't aren't the ones that are best for you. Uh, yeah, their their first option was to trade for Brandon Phillips or or sign yeah. Ben Zobrist, who of course did have a it great was, year, but was, right, was, but they, they wind Robert, up with Murphy was, as their was, third yeah. or fourth choice. Yeah, yeah, Murphy and comes through with a second in the MVP vote, with 25 homers and 47 doubles. Uh, you can't say enough about what he meant to that lineup.
1: Yeah, I mean, and a little bit, just speaking to that that sense, the Nationals have missed out on guys uh, so maybe yeah. the last two off seasons, especially. Um, there's kind of a growing – everybody's like, why the Nats keep finishing second place to everybody, uh, you know, for, for seemingly every single player that they, they go for. Um, and, you know, some of that is – they also were in on guys like Jason Hayward and, 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 yeah. and some of these money you may think, like you say, okay, well, maybe it's well spent that they didn't get, get, necessarily get those guys – uh, but it's also the Nets have have in a unique spot where they have resources and flexibility where they can make a run at a lot of different dudes. And we see they're always one of the guys in anytime one of an impact players is, is on the move and trade or whatever, they've got the prospects to trade for them. They've got the money to sign guys. They've got guys who can change positions or move if necessary. And they always just seem to have uh, not necessarily a gaping hole, but just kind of a clear spot where eh, we can make this work at the right kind of price fits. So, uh, like you said, going back to Murphy, I mean, he was so valuable for them and, and their best player, uh, everyday hitter, I should say, at least for the Nationals last year, he, he was uh, tremendous. And just everybody was, of course, wondering could he carry on what he did in the playoffs, and was that a fluke or not? And he really kind of just built on that, and those adjustments he made with the Mets in the second half of 2015, and has really kind of remade himself into one of the top, you know, 15 hitters or so, probably in the league.
0: You mentioned the Nets uh, obviously had valuable trade chips, and, and we saw that when, when they swung the Adam Eaton trade. But one guy who was not going to move, I think that was all pretty clear, going into the offseason, was Trey Turner. And yeah. you know the, the season, I, I should say the second half, this kid had uh, after coming up and, and really to, to, to live up to every expectation placed upon him and, and really carry the lineup there down the stretch was impressive. It was a lot, I mean, it was fun to watch because he's such
1: an exciting player. I mean, you knew about the speed. Um, and, and just the fact that he had a chance to be one of the fastest players in the majors, but kind of on top of that, uh, he showed a lot of power. I mean, he, he yeah. reached, I think, 13, 13 or 14 home runs, I remember off the top of my head here, in 70-some games after hitting, I think it was eight in the minors, <laughs> uh, you know, at that <laughs> point in the previous. So he kind of almost, you know, nearly doubled his home run total just from what he did uh, in a short time in the majors. So he really just, like you said, showed up, obviously moved to a new position too. I <laughs> haven't talked about that. Yeah. So he's not a he's not a center fielder by trade and kind of, they gave him about a week crash course down in the minors. And he's like, I've never really played center field before, or, or at least since Little League or something. <laughs> and they said, all right, we're throwing you out there. Then we got the athleticism uh, to kind of figure it out. And, and he did. Um, so just really when they can now obviously so this year, they're going to be able to move him back to shortstop. Uh, and, and have him at his kind of a set position. It was the first time for him in a couple of seasons that he'd just kind of been set going into the year because for you know a couple of years back, it was he was changing organizations. He was in that weird player-to-be-named later. Uh, and so he was in the Padres organization. You know, he had technically been traded to the Nats already, but he had to start off with them. Uh, then he comes in and you're fighting for a job and then you have to change positions. And now this year he's going to be able to go into a season knowing he's going to be got one team, one position. Uh, and, you know, then that's hope that even that is going to be something to help him and free him up to hopefully even make another step forward, which is uh, kind of crazy mm-hmm. to say that he could potentially be, have some room to improve or
0: grow or get better. And then, uh, you know, the rotation, they made this, this bid for Chris Sale and it, um, yeah. It was one of those uh, wants, not needs. More, you know, it was right. more the want category. Um, right. But obviously, the rotation is, is pretty strong even without Sale and um, boy, Max Scherzer uh, wins another Cy Young. Uh, he's now won it in both leagues. He had the 20 strikeout game, and also the way Tanner Roark stepped up. You know, a guy who was yeah. bumped from the rotation when when uh, Max signed a couple of years back, and so Roark really, uh, you know, really asserts himself. Uh, in, in the 2016 season. And, and just generally, you, you feel pretty good about that rotation. Now, obviously, the, the concern offsetting that a little bit is the Steven Strasburg situation and, and finishing the year with the Fletcher strain and um, kind of where his status is going in the 2017, we'll, we'll see. But, um, but they were right to back off him, no doubt about that. But in, in general, they have to feel good about their starting unit.
1: They really do. And, I mean, it's, it's, it was the strength of their team last season. And it'll probably be the strength again coming up this year. Um, like you said, you've got those guys and they really wish they could have been inside the playoffs where they had Scherzer, Strasburg, and Tanner Roark at the top. Um, because they think that rotation was as good to, to tackle with anybody. Um, and especially with those top two guys, uh, Scherzer and Strasburg and Strasburg for the first half kind of looked like he really all put it together and, and was ready to and take another step forward to be just really one of the top pitchers in the, uh, in the national league, if not the majors. So, uh, you know, I think they definitely have to always his health is a concern, how they can can better kind of monitor him. They've already hinted at, you know, we're going to find ways to maybe alter his throwing program in between starts. You know, potentially we're going to, to, to he's going to throw the slider cutter combo pitch that he kind of developed or start throwing more last season. He's going to throw that a little less. He doesn't want to eliminate it necessarily, but he thinks that that kind of puts some undue uh, stress on his elbow because he was he all of a sudden through that pitch, the second was the second most frequent pitch last year. Uh, after kind of virtually not throwing it ever in his career. So um, that being said, if these guys are healthy and, and starting the ball every fifth day, when you've got a guy like Joe Ross, who also was injured and missing time last year, but he uh, has been a solid above-average starter so far in his career, and, and Gio Gonzalez uh, not coming off a great year, but we can talk about that as your fifth starter, uh, you, know, you still feel pretty good about your chances. So uh, the question is probably going to be depth. You know when Giallini yeah. and Lopez were traded, uh, that now all of a sudden you're maybe an injury or two away from not really knowing where you, you know, kind of where you are. But uh, you know, I kind of they've done this the last couple of years. where They've brought in some some veteran uh, starters as kind of some insurance, and maybe stash them in the minors or have them ready, to bring them in for spring training. So they'll they'll figure out ways to piece that together. But if these guys are healthy. Uh,
0: especially guys at the top starting pitch is going to be their calling card their strength. Alright, there you have it. Tying a bow on 2016. I want to thank Jamal Collier for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Washington Nationals Edition. MLB.tv Premium the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch. Watch. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go, every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.